Welcome back to Life in Progress. I'm Carly. I'm Alana. And I'm excited for today's episode. Me too. I love the Q&As, honestly. Q&As are the most fun. Because then we're just like shooting the shit and talking and answering fun questions. I also feel like it gives me purpose where I'm being helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely does. And I feel like sometimes, I feel like our, sometimes, some of our episodes are definitely on a more serious topic. Yeah. But this way we can just like answer a bunch of fun questions. It it do- doesn't feel like we're doing work yeah. when we're doing this. Yeah. Not that recording ever feels like work. But sometimes, sometimes it's like, we're like oh, we have to get the recording done. Yeah. It's like and a- now we're just like, cool, we get to like talk about shit. Yes. Love it. Love that. Thank, thank you guys for wanting to listen to us talk about shit. We and asking it. questions. Yeah. And asking for questions. advice. Carly, what's in progress for you today? What's in progress for me today is I have like 10 ads to film mm. and this always happens to me where I'll go a couple months without getting any partnerships and then when I get them, they all happen to be due at the exact same time. Yeah. So today's a content day for me. I need to go fix my hair and really, you know, get some stuff done. Love that. Yeah. So how about you? What's in so, progress? And I just want to, I'm proud of you because you did submit, filmed and submitted something this morning and I already got approved. Yeah. But yeah, I have Carly. a bunch more to do, so. Many more. <laughs> What's in progress for me, um, Carly and I were talking before when we were eating lunch and we mentioned somebody and she was like, oh yeah, like she feels like she knows you. And I was like, yeah, like I feel like I know her too. But I've noticed something lately where I keep feeling guilty when I will see somebody or I will meet somebody new and they'll be like, oh, I feel like I know everything you've been up to because I post it on social media mm. and I don't know what they've been up to. So I'm like, oh, wow, I'm now a bad friend for not knowing everything that they've been doing, even though why would I know when they're not posting everything the way I do? But also, no, you don't know everything I've been up to. So it almost makes me a little like mad. It's like, you know what I've allowed you to know, (laughs) but you don't actually know how I'm doing. You know what I, the rest of the world that follows me knows, but that's, that's, just yeah. a little bit of my life. Exactly. So I think what's in progress for me is is not letting myself get upset when somebody says that, but also trying to find a way to not feel guilty about not knowing what someone else is up to when why would I until yeah. they tell me. And also you can like make the effort. Maybe, I do. Maybe make more of an effort. Okay. Well but then, I do. It's, so then don't feel guilty. Yeah, I know, but it's hard. All right. So that's in progress. Don't that's feel progress. guilty. We're in progress. All right. Yes. Great. Okay, let's get into the Q&A of it all. I'm very excited. Thank you guys again for submitting questions. Carly and Alana at gmail.com in our question boxes boxes on the It's Life in Progress Instagram story. How did you each know that you were ready to move in with Jason and Jake? That's a good question. I don't know if there was ever a day or like one specific day where I'm like, I'm ready to move in. Um, I feel like I needed a year to live by myself. So after moving from LA to Miami, Jason and I were dating and the easier option would have been for us to get an apartment together because obviously rent and it was just stupid for both of us to individually get apartments in Miami when we both did not have one. Mm -hmm. But I really, really, really needed that time to just live alone for the first time in my life. And I will recommend anyone doing that. You need to live alone. Do not just jump into something. Living alone is the best thing I ever did in my 20s. And I never, ever would have imagined that I would have felt that way. No, it changed me. Like, it actually changed me. In my early 20s, I was like, I would never want to live alone. I remember my mom trying to encourage me to live alone, saying, like, out of college, she lived alone. They were the best years of her life, and she loved it. I'm like, that will never Never. be me. Never. And it was the best thing I ever did for myself. 
Yeah, same. So I don't think there was a day. I think I just knew I needed that alone period of my life. And then when my lease was up, I was just I was just kind of ready. I was like, okay, like I had that experience. I loved it. And I know I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. I didn't have any doubts. So just kind of knew it was time. Did you two move into a new apartment together or did one of you move into the other's place at first? New apartment. Okay. Completely new apartment. I know you did not. Yeah. So what's your story? Well, I, see, like, I wonder what that would have been like for us because for me and Jake, it was over time we just had like more and more sleepovers a week and eventually about six months into our relationship, actually, I got Barkley. So he started sleeping at my apartment a lot because we tried having Barkley sleep at his apartment. He also had, he had four roommates. Yeah. Um, we only lived six blocks away and, and I loved his roommates and loved hanging out there, but Barkley never slept well there. And oddly enough, Barkley threw up every single time we slept there, which was bizarre. So we stopped sleeping there and Jake would just come and sleep at my apartment. And that went from being like twice a week to three times a week to four times a week to like five times a week to any night he slept home. He was like, oh, like, yeah, why I feel like here? I should just be with you guys. And so it was just a very natural progression of his lease was ending. I lived in a one bedroom apartment and it made sense for us to stay. I had a great deal. And so we were basically just like, yeah, of course you're going to move in. Yeah. I feel like those conversations, they come so naturally. Like I never, I lived with a last ex too. And there was never a sit down conversation of should we live together? It just kind of like happened. And I feel like if you have, if you almost have to question and think about and, and worry like, oh, like, does he want to live with me or then it probably like may not be the move. Not either, either may not be the move or it's a sign that you need to have more open communication. Yeah, yeah. It, I guess d- it shouldn't be this big, scary thing. No, I think it should just come supernaturally. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this because there's a question about finances later and splitting finances with your partner. How did you decide how you were going to handle the rent situation? Yeah, and you know what's funny? We have very D- different, different situations mm-hmm. that I realized recently. So rent is – everything is really split. 50-50. Um, rent is split 50-50. And I think that's just the way we wanted it. Like everything is split 50-50. We opened a shared card, which definitely not a bank account, a shared credit card, which made it a lot easier. So it is under Jason's name. So if we were to break up, like he gets all the points. <laughs> but now Do you think there's ever been like small claims court? over points maybe like it's possible that they they add up yeah but it worked for us and what we would do is you know we would use the same card for basically everything unless we couldn't use a card then we would use one of our bank accounts and then at the end of every month we would just Venmo or split it which I know is like weird and it can be annoying but it just worked for us like for example uh because I have my own business I have the internet and the Wi-Fi and stuff on my you car. You have the internet. I have the internet. Carly has the internet in the palm of her hands. <laughs> no, but I have yeah. that because I can write it off right. on mine and we'll just split everything 50-50. I know a lot of people do it differently though. Like, yeah. You know, I know you do it differently. There are a million ways to do it. It's funny. So yeah, Jake and I still, we have, we pay for everything. We, we split everything. No, we split rent 50-50. Everything else we kind of just take turns with. Mm-hmm. And we did open a joint account and card but we never use it really like we never we have a card and we have a now checking account where we're starting to put 
any like cash or checks we're getting for engagement wedding gifts. Yes, into. we just opened that. But we're we we're, we haven't used it. Like, yeah, we have not used our joint cards ever, and we're not we other than like depositing a few things into that account. We're also just not using it. I don't know why. Maybe someday we will move towards using it. But we're both just I think very habitual people where we've always just done it yeah. the way we've done it. And like I, we just switch off and. I think if one of us is like, ah, I feel like I've been paying for a lot lately. Can you yeah. pay for it? And the other will be like, yeah. Yeah, it's a very open conversation. Like, I don't, I honestly forget yeah. every month to Venmo Jason versus stupid or not. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember. Like, it yeah. doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like, I don't think it ever should bother someone. Like, we don't, like, right. penny it, you know? Yeah. Jake Venmo, I, so the rent, since it was my apartment before, it was, it's in my name. He Venmo's me for rent every month. And... At, I still pay for the like electric and cable and stuff. Um, but he's now paying because we became domestic partners. I'm on his health insurance. He's now paying for my it like, all monthly. Evens but it all, out. Like, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, we don't matter. need to, I, I think you get into dangerous territory when you're nickel and diming your partner. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Nickel and diming. Not yeah. Pennying. He <laughs> said pennying. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's silly. You shouldn't be keeping time. I mean, listen, if that works for you, then that works for you. But if your goal with your partner is to be life partners and have a family and all this stuff, like you're not going to be splitting your kids' lunch money yeah, and like Venmoing each day, other for it. Like it's all the same. The same money. It's all the same. Yeah. Now I'm like, how much did you spend on my ring? Because now I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you paid for it. <laughs> I paid for it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So that's, that's yeah. the answer to that question. Cool. Okay. What is your advice for the first? Ooh, I got a package. Love that. Wow. Can't wait to go home again. Oh my God. And I got another package. Okay, go. Wow. So exciting. Okay. What is your advice for the first trip away with someone? AKA, how do I handle sharing a hotel bathroom? Oh my God. <laughs> so I have a lot of stomach issues, yeah. like a lot of stomach issues. I like never go to the bathroom. And like when I do, it's not like a quick thing. <laughs> like, sorry, TMI. I'm just like, I need to actually try. So it's a very awkward situation for me. So I always would like turn the shower on mm. and be like, oh, I have to go take a shower. Yeah. Or like, oh, I feel gross. I just want to like rinse off. Yeah. And like that's when I would go to the bathroom. That's smart. I feel like I did that a lot. So that's what I would do for like the first while. Like, you know, and then eventually you kind of just got to break the ice. Yeah. And just. It's normal. Say Everybody it. poops. Everyone poops. Everybody poops. Everyone poops. Everybody farts. What I would say is for your first trip, if it's something that you're nervous about, just the, the lobby is there. Lobby bathrooms lobby are there. there. Say you lost your key. You're running down to get another. You're going to go grab coffee. Oh, you, you got to call somebody back. Your mom, yeah. your coworker. You're going to just take a walk while you do it. You know, I'm uh, going to go grab us a bottle of wine to drink before dinner. Like, what do you want? I'll go get it. Like, happy to get some fresh air, you know, and then just go use the hotel lobby. Yeah. It's easy as that. I'm sure. I'm sure they will be so relieved yeah. to hear that you're leaving so they can, can go too. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. Okay, cool. My boyfriend of four months is starting to apply to colleges and some are out of state. Is that a red flag? It's definitely not a red flag. Yeah. Your boyfriend should be able to apply to whatever college he wants to apply to. And whether that's as far away as possible, like it has nothing to do with you. It's yeah. that's his life. That's it's not a red flag at all. I don't think it's a red flag, but I think if it worries you, it definitely should spark a conversation. Yeah, and you can talk about it, yeah. but don't come at it like, why are you applying to these yeah. schools when they're so far from me? Yeah. Come at it as like, 
hey, if XYZ happens and you get in, like, what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us and how do we make it work? Yeah, exactly. Because you would want, if the roles were reversed, you should have the freedom and ability to apply to whatever college you want to. Like, it's your, this is your life. Um, and it's something that you've thought about for a while and worked towards for a while. But whether or not you guys stay together or want to stay together, it takes two to tango. So, like, that's something that you got to figure out. And then, you know, cross that bridge when you get there. Like, don't think about, oh, well, we live in New York. What happens if they get into USC? And then we have not only like a six hour flight between us, but also a three hour time difference. Like, is that going to work? Don't worry about those things yet because they could get into every school they apply to and then decide to go to college literally 20 minutes away. Yeah. You know, so don't create problems that aren't there, but definitely have the conversation of like, do we both plan to stay together regardless of where you go like do we want to try and make it work yep but not a red flag good for them good for them wish them luck hope they get in what are your thoughts on a guy bringing a girl flowers on a first date so in hindsight I think that's very sweet (laughs) I think if someone did that for me I don't know why I I don't know actually I think it's very sweet I'm I get awkward with that stuff. So I feel like for me, I'd be like, this is so much on a first date. But I don't know. I don't think I've ever had that. I think unfortunately, because women are not used to it, I think nine out of 10 of them would feel slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that's how I'd feel. And would feel, I think it would add pressure. I think it would make it feel more serious. But also, here's, here's the thing. In my head, I know that if somebody brought me flowers, I'd be like, well, they do this for everybody. Yeah. I'm not special. They just like think it's a way to win a girl over. Right. I also think it depends. Like, have you been talking to this person for a while? Have, you know, it depends on the situation. So what I would say is save it for the second or third date because then it will actually be meaningful. I agree. And she will feel so excited and special. Right. I agree. I think on a first date, I'd be like kind of weird. Yeah. And I think rule of thumb, like if a girl is super turned off by it, then she wasn't into you. Yeah. If she likes you, she will tell everybody she knows. Yes. Jake exactly. gave me a rose after our fourth date because we watched The Bachelor together. Oh, my God. And I jokingly said, like, are you going to ask me to accept this rose? Like, do you have a rose for me? And he was like, that's being saved for later. And I thought he was kidding. And he was not kidding. That's and really he cute. pulled a rose later out of his desk drawer and said, will you accept this rose? That's cute. And I still have it. I like that. Yeah. That's it was cute. so meaningful. Yeah. At that point. Because yeah. I had feelings for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason brought me flowers on our fifth date. And our fifth date meeting when he came over for New Year's to meet my entire family. Did he so- bring you flowers or did he bring Gail and Lewis flowers? Gail. Definitely Gail. <laughs> <laughs> not me. <laughs> anyway, yeah. It'd cool. be weird. Okay. How do you deal with your partner being fired or laid off from their job, particularly in a new relationship? You've come to the right people. You've come to the right people. Jason, where are you? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe actually you shouldn't have come to us. You should have come to uh, Jake and Jason. Yeah. I mean, obviously I haven't been with someone who's gotten laid off. I've been the person who's gotten laid off. Retweet. And honestly... All you can do is just be there. Yeah. I remember Jason truly was my rock and I feel cringy saying that, but he was when I was laid off from Locks Club. He was the person that I would just cry to and vent to. And he was the person that would say, 
you are fine. You are going to be fine. And it doesn't matter how many times he had to say it. He said it over and over and over and over again, which I feel like it's all you can do is just say, you're going to be fine. Like this is a little blimp in the road. I agree. It's really just about being there. And I think realizing there are a ton of fears that come with it. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling of like, was I not good enough? Will I get a job again? Will I find work? Like, you know, we felt very emotionally attached to our jobs. Yes. And so for us, it was a question of like, who are we without them? No, yeah. And who are my friends without yeah, this job? Yeah. So I think realizing there are a lot of different emotions that come with it, but just being there. And if you never know, like when in doubt, ask, how can I best show up for you? Yeah. How can I best support you? Mm -hmm. That's all Love you can that. do. Love and it shows that. you here. Yeah. I remember there was a time where I just like, there was nothing he was saying that was helping and he was just like, what can I do? Yeah. And I was like, nothing, just let me cry. Yeah. And that was it. And he yeah. did it. <laughs> and sometimes that's all you need. Yep. Like, be quiet. Just, yeah, let, just, just sit there. Let, just don't do anything. <laughs> okay. I went crazy on my ex five months after our breakup when I found out that he had a new girlfriend. I'm really mad at myself. Do you have any tips for being kind to myself and forgiving myself? Did I write this <laughs> four years ago? Because that sounds like me. I also probably wrote this. <laughs> wow. First of all, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that you went a little crazy. We all do it. Been there. Been there. Five or 20. Done that. Don't want to go back. Don't want to don't go okay. back. I think from here on out, first of all, being so self-aware that you did act out and you were crazy is a great first step. And now you can kind of, first of all, your ex is your ex yeah. and they're going to move on yeah. and you're going to move on. And it sucks that they did it first. We both, we all know that firsthand that sucks. There is nothing you can do about it now. You have, you do not have to have any further communication. It's just time to let it go. Yeah. And move on. Like this is your sign. You were crazy. Congrats. We've all done it. We've all been Welcome there. Welcome to the club. Welcome. Now move on. Now let it go. Block him. Do whatever you need to do that is healthy for yourself mm -hmm. and move on. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't define you. Nope. It's not going to change anything. It, it's not going to make him reflect on your entire relationship and, and think differently. Yeah. He might say like, oh yeah, she was, she went crazy when she found out that I have someone new, but you were in pain. Yeah. You were very caught off guard and surprised and in pain. And to react in a certain way is normal. And I've done it. And I know it doesn't feel good. It feels really shitty. You probably feel a lot of shame. You probably feel a lot of guilt. And you, but the biggest thing is you don't want, and I remember for me, like, it sucks to know that they think of you that way yeah. now because after everything you've been through, but also who cares? Because they're your ex now. They're your ex. Let them think what they want to think. Yeah. You don't have to apologize for anything. And you know what? You can promise yourself next time you won't do it. Yeah, I did that and it didn't work out. Yeah. But yeah, you can try. <laughs> All you can do is try. All it's you okay. can do is try. We, we survived. We're okay. But forgive yourself. Back. Like, it's okay. It's normal. Like, it sucks. It, it sucks knowing yeah. that your ex has a new person. Like, yeah. it just, there's, it sucks. But now, time to move on. And you'll have a new person too. Yeah. What is your perspective on age gaps in relationships? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't mind them depending on the age gap and yeah. depending on where you both are in your life. I think I do think age is a number, but I think it depends at what stage of life you're in. If you're telling me an 18 year old is dating a 30 year old or whatever that is like, no, I actually do absolutely not think that can work out. You yeah. are in very different stages of life. But if you're telling me a 35-year-old and a 45-year-old, like, 
Yeah. I, I think that could work if you guys are on the same page about what you're looking for in life. I agree. I think it's more about a maturity gap than an age gap. Yeah. And a values gap, priorities gap. Mm-hmm. I think age, we've seen crazier things happen. Yeah. Like, whatever age gap you're probably thinking about, like it's been done before. Yeah. I think it's more so are you aligned in the things that you care about, the things you want for yourself and and what you prioritize. Yeah. And my aunt and uncle have like a 12 year age gap, I think. And yeah. they're happily married with kids and yeah. like, it could be very successful. It just really depends on what, what weirder things have happened. Yep. Thoughts on telling someone how you feel after they just told you that they're pursuing someone else. Don't. That's my opinion is I don't think you, I don't think you need to tell them. I feel like with your face, you're going to say the opposite, but <laughs> I don't think you need to tell them. I don't think you, unless you're doing it for yourself. I just, I don't think anything good would come out of it. I would almost say like write a letter don't ever send it. Get your feelings out, but no need to to rehash the conversation of that. I think if they don't know that you have feelings and you are so damn sure about these feelings and you are going to regret it and not be able to let it go if you don't say something, you're always going to wonder what if, then say it. Be prepared for them to say. But what if they already said their feelings? Because it sounds like. Well, that's it. This, this person's. Okay. We don't know what happened in this situation specifically, but if let's say you had a crush on Jason when you guys first met and he was like, I actually, and he didn't know, like you were friends. Let's say, okay. Okay. Well, that's a different question because my assumption from this was they were maybe dating or they were talking and they, you know, were together. And then he told her like, Hey, I want to, I want to put a lot of possibilities here. Yeah. If they don't know that you have feelings for them and you know you need to let them know, otherwise you won't be able to move on, sure. Sure, let it out. Be prepared for them to say, thank you for telling me. I still feel the same way. I'm really interested in Carly, not you. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, Be prepared for them to take a little space in the situation. But if you, for yourself, need to get it out there, just just do it. I would say that unless the situation was – they were already dating. This person already knew how they felt. Yeah. They don't need to keep. They already know. They already know. They don't they, need they to keep pushing yes, it. Totally. Okay, cool. Great news. My uh, my content just got approved too. Oh. On a roll today. Love that. All right. One more. Almost all of my cousins are in serious long-term relationships. One is married. I try not to think about it, but I feel like I'm always going to be the single cousin. Any advice on how to not feel down about this? It's okay to feel down about it. Yeah, I think we, recognizing that that's a tough situation to be in, especially because I'm sure, you know, it sounds like your family is close and family that's close loves to pick on one another and say like, oh, why are you still single? When are you going to bring somebody home? When are you going to meet somebody? And so if it's something where they're repeatedly asking you this and making you feel singled out as the single cousin, maybe it's time to put them in their place and be like, listen, I get it. I'm single. You reminding me constantly makes me feel really bad. And I would appreciate if you asked me about my job and my hobbies and my pickleball league that I'm in and other things that I've been focusing on that make me feel good versus reminding me that I'm perpetually single. Yeah. And we did just do an episode on feeling behind and really not comparing yourself to others. And I know it's so hard, especially when it is family and you're constantly surrounded by this. But again, everyone has their own timeline of when it's going to happen for them. So you just kind of have to trust that process and not compare yourself to every single cousin who's in a relationship. And in the meantime, instead of feeling less than if that's how you feel because of it, why don't you 
say like, let me approach this as a learning opportunity. You know, what can I learn from their relationships about Mm -hmm. how I want my future relationship to be or the type of person I want to be with? Or I actually really don't look up to one of their relationships and I want to search for something different. Like use it as a time to experiment and learn and kind of take notes. Yeah. 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 Love that. Might help distract you. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather? I'm trying to turn my phone because I put them in weird. Okay. Would you rather have your dream job and be unable to retire in 50 years or have a terrible job but get to retire in 10 years? I would retire in 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> Are you kidding? It's like we're lucky that we do something that we like, but um, but I would retire. I would love to retire. Yes. Yes. Cool. Great. Would you rather have an unlimited gift card to a restaurant or an unlimited gift card to a clothing store? A restaurant. Is there a restaurant in particular you'd pick? No, but I just feel like it would save so much money on food. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't need new clothes, clothes every, day. every day. I need yeah, food every we day. We spend money on food. Yeah. yeah. It's my biggest expense. Yeah. Agreed. Would you rather be a kid your entire life or an adult your entire life? Oh my God. I know. That's a really hard one. Oh my God. I'm stumped. I have so many like thoughts and feelings about this. But what you don't have is follow up questions, and neither do I. It's so simple. No, I have so many follow up questions. <laughs> I have, what are you talking about? <laughs> What kind of experience, what kind of childhood am I having? Like, am I going to Disney? The childhood that you had or the adulthood that you have. Right. But like, am I picking one year? Like, am I 12 or is this like seven to 15? Like, I'm just confused. I have to go. (laughs) I'm sorry. This one's tough. I have questions. Is it one year? Like, am I picking one year of my life? I'm so unamused. (laughs) Okay. What would you do? I don't know. I think I. I think if I was a kid, I'd spend the whole time wishing I was an adult. Yeah. And I think as an adult, I am very envious of kids, but I don't always wish I was one. I think I agree. I think I had an amazing childhood, but I also feel like I have grown and learned so much about yeah. who I am, and I'm I'm happy. I'm getting there with who I am, and. I feel like I don't want to go back to not knowing that. I agree. Because, yeah, it's just like a lot. 29 forever. 29 forever. <laughs> yeah, I think I would I think I would choose a doll. Yeah. Although I loved being a kid. And like, it, it's so funny because I now, and I feel like I'm old saying this and thinking this, but I, I now understand the phrase like youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. It so is. So true. It's so true. But I also like, would I want to go back to doing like trigonometry homework? No, but it's your only responsibility is to like, get your homework done. Yeah, but I hated it. Yeah. Hated math. Me too. I was not very good at it. I wasn't good at any school. Yeah. History. It was okay. No. I had, I had learning problems. Mm. Fun fact. It's okay. <laughs> but we're good now. We're good now. All right. On <laughs> anyway, that note. On that note, thank you guys for listening. We loved your questions. So please keep sending them in. Carly and Alana at gmail.com. Make sure to rate and review us. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on all of our social channels at It's Life in Progress. I think I just killed that outro. Yeah, you did. Send this episode to a friend. Send this to a friend and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Yay.